Equally Important Podcast. We Important Podcast. We Important Podcast. Welcome back to We Important, the most important podcast in the world. Say it again. Most important podcast in the goddamn world, man. And now working part-time with Casting Couch. <laughs> Adam22 will be here shortly, too. Um, no jumper. Kidding. Copyrighted, bro. Kidding. Well, thank no. God we have Keegan now. We can record both girls and guys. <laughs> man. I'm dead, so. Man. Um, even though they're not giving us shit, this this episode is actually sponsored by Woodford Reserve. Because that's what we're sipping on. We're being very classy. We got the homie in here. We have to treat him right. Don't forget about Fidel Castro. He's also sponsoring this episode. Shout out, shout out Cubans. Cigars. Shout out to cigars. We're, we're big into cigars. cigars. Maybe it's a phase. Maybe we're growing up. Who knows? One day at a time, know? baby. One day cigars time. anal. We're just aging great. Jesus you Christ. You said cigars and anal. Jesus Christ. All right. But anyway, we have a very special guest on tonight. We have... None other than Mr. Keegan Lax. What's going on, gang? How we doing? Claps Good to be here. Lax, man. Good Claps to be here. Lax, man. It's been a long time coming. A very long time coming. We're happy to have you, as always. You know you the homie. We go way back. We actually used to have a super group. Man, uh, we already my, getting into this shit. You two, myself. Um, what do we call ourselves? If you remember, if you recall, it's a photosynthesis, I think, is what we used to call ourselves. I believe it was photosynthesis. Um, glucose. We don't have to get in. <laughs> we don't have to get into why we even came up with that name, but uh, we yeah, we We're definitely got to we got to drop the the nicknames. Harry was Agent Chinchilla, the, the, the also notorious. Like, also, Agent my dark Chinchilla. web surfer name because of it. You don't have to say that, but okay. Uh, <laughs> FBI King, about to be after King's name was. Call me Intergalactic Lax. Intergalactic Lax, the homie, uh, a.k.a. the pilot. You know what I'm saying? We you know your baby. boy. You know your boy, Q. I was the notorious glucose. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I come with it because I'm sweet. You know, I'm sweet like that. You know how it is. You know what I'm saying? You know how we get down. But, uh, yeah, it's great to be here with my, with my buddy. I don't know what the fuck we're about to talk about, honestly. Even though we got a lot we of stuff. We're about to send it, man. We're about to talk about music. We're about to talk about everything. Hopefully, this revolves around music because, I mean, I think I feel like that's where we all kind of come together at this point. At least well, Q and I. Like, I don't know why Harry is what to say. I don't know why Harry fits in this equation. I mean, I'm shit, we can, talk about, we can talk about past stories. We can talk about music. We can talk about what the fuck we're, we're up to this summer, what we got up our so, sleeves. Well, first off, the people got to understand the type of person you are. So, I think it's really important to tell people what you do, what you've done in the past. Just... Start from square one to kind of let you know right now where you're at. Man, I mean, I, it depends where we start. Uh, so I guess, I mean, Harry Q and I have been uh, have been boys since when? What can we say? Uh, it's got to be sophomore. Was, sophomore 2017. I'm, yeah, I mean. Uh, a little earlier. Maybe, earlier than college. Just a little bit earlier. Maybe sophomore, junior year. 
Yeah, type I don't shit. know. Yeah, high school when, when, you came to, when you were at Mayfield. Yeah, type yeah. shit. Yeah. I was introduced to you guys. I was yeah, with you guys yeah. through some uh, some mutual friends. Right, right. Um, I heard Q's music early on. I was yeah. definitely uh super fucking impressed by that. Harry, Harry was just notorious. Uh, man, oh, shit. We can go into it, but we're not going to. So I don't know. We uh, we, we go back. We we definitely go back a few Harry's years, Q's and, Q's. and um, I guess fast forward. 2016 um went to kent state got affiliated with uh the programming there and that when i say programming like is that yours that's most like vanilla i told you i, I picked the best Sorry, one my nose got taken he definitely got the most expensive one by the way for everybody who's uh who's wondering we're talking about cigars right now this is this one's like a 15 dollars cigar dude Oh, we're on the same. We're a little bit. More, we're a little bit above him right now. <laughs> a little, little classy. No, class. That one, smells fucking. When we're downtown. This, you got me. This the, what are they called? The fat bottom baddies. Get hip. If you guys are in the, hey, in the cigar what, game, that was from two weeks ago. No, I just bought these the other oh, day. Right. Fuck. That's it. But if you're in the cigars, uh, fat bottom betty, Even though they're not giving us no money either, I am a. I do support them, and if they would like to sponsor us, so we, we important. So, very <laughs> important. We're looking for any sponsors. Sorry, Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, back to Kent back State. To what you? Ah, oh, shit. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Circling back. So, um, I don't know. Got to Kent State when I was a freshman, 2016. Went to school for construction management. Um, be, to be honest, didn't have much of a passion for it at the time. But you know, I uh, I went to Mayfield XL Tech and I did a construction program there. So I was like, okay, this kind of got me my foot in the door. Kind of got me into school itself. Got me season credit hours. So. Took a chance on Kent State and was just trying to, you know, kind of follow in, uh, in the footsteps, per se, and got to Kent, um, got exposed to a few people there that were um, affiliated with the programming there. And when I say programming, basically, they were in charge of putting on all the shows, all the live events there for all the students at Kent State. And um, basically, one of my good buddies of mine, Brad Banks, uh, he was the director of programming at the year. And he was in charge of putting on Playboy Cardi, Lil Uzi, Two Chains, um, T Grizzly. Man, he he was bringing he was bringing some crazy artists in, and and Kenny is notorious for doing that over the years. They had Bruno Mars and Drake before they blew up too. I mean, they've had some crazy shit, man. They've had they had Kendrick. They've had Queasy Wonder. Hey, Queasy Wonder. Uh, <laughs> Facts. But get into it, though. Get into it. So, anyways, like, got affiliated with it when I first got to Kent. And um, basically where I started was I started just basically setting up the shows and basically being a stagehand, setting up everything from the audio, visual, digital displays, staging itself. Um, and it kind of just grew from there. Um through the years, worked some of the shows, ended up so it's an elected position to be director of program at Kent. So you gotta like run a whole fucking election, do the whole nine yards, man. Gotta go basically advocate for yourself throughout the entire student body. So, so you were voted into this position. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was definitely crazy because I never really saw myself as like a political figure per se, man. I'm I, I consider myself right there in the middle. I don't really take a side or two, but man, this was something I was super passionate about and so I ran for it come my junior year after working a few of the shows and uh, actually lost my first time around. And I was uh, I fortunate enough. in a shitty fucking artist too. Okay? Hey, right. hey, hey, don't talk shit. Right, no, I'm going to hate. I can. I know you don't want to. I'm not going but to. 
I can't. I, I can't bring. Who are they bringing? Uh, Aaron Carter, Jesse McCartney, somebody like that. Also brought in Thug though, so like can't Dude. talk shit though. Aaron, no, 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 Aaron no. Carter doesn't have bangers. It was it was Jesse McCartney. Jesse McCartney doesn't bangers. And, and first off, oh, yeah, yeah. the last Jesse McCartney banger in the last. It don't matter though because that dude. What's that one song? First off, that man, that man, soul, beautiful soul or whatever the fuck. Yeah. It is. It's like 2008. Damn, isn't that such a good song? 2008. Though? I was listening to it yesterday. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, it's a good song. Hold up, Hold up. But I, I'm saying last five to seven. You're gonna. Right, it's like bringing in Kirk O'Bangs and telling him to perform another song other than drinking my cup. No, fair enough. All right, but like, fair enough. That man did sell out his show. So uh, respect Mackenzie. She's not gonna be listening to this shit. But hey, shout out to Mackenzie. She actually did a great job that year. And shout out to her for bringing me on. So. uh she brought me onto her board and whatnot, so I, you know, helped her make some decisions along the way. I was in charge of the crew and hiring the crew to basically set up the show and whatnot. And um, so, shit, we brought on, like you said, Jesse McCartney. Cool-ass dude, by the way. Dude's got hella plastic surgery, but... uh, oh, Does he still look like he's 18? That man does still look like he's 18, and he had to be at least 32 when he brought him <laughs> in, bro. I mean, he, he does, like, his... I, he does not look there. Well, either way, either way. Point aside. Sure. Point aside. Do it. Do was super cool, and he did sell out the show, and uh, it ended up being a great show, man. And talk. I mean, wait a little the, bit off top. Remember the shit that happened. Do you see that shit that happened with Drake Bell? Yeah, dude. Oh yeah, bro. Oh, we gotta get this shit later. We gotta get this <laughs> no, shit later. We'll circle back. We'll definitely circle back. You know these artists. The artists that were. All right, don't go into it because we're not about to talk about it yet. Let's keep, keep going. People. Let's, we'll circle back. We'll circle going. back. God damn it, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah. um, next year round, I ended up running again. Um, campaigned my ass off, dude. I went to fucking every sorority, every fraternity, every organization affiliated with Kent State to make sure that I got that position locked in, got voted in. Um, first show... We had Blast Off, which is like the, the it's the annual basically Blast takeoff show. Off. Blast Off. Let him get to it. Let him get to it. Yeah, okay. yeah. So shit, we had uh, Cassidy King, Queasy Wonder. We the guy, had Queasy Wonder. Look out for him. Yeah, look out for him, man. Shit dropping soon. Real soon. But uh, who else we have? We had uh, Chill. We had Chill. We had Top Gun. We had Freshy. So some Cleveland artists, and it was it was absolutely awesome. Actually, yeah. an absolute takeoff event. Oh my god! I almost had my neck reamed after that event, man. How turn it was like it's was so uh, it, it supposed to be like the freshman orientation event, right. and so I love I love this story. But so Kent just brought in this brand new. So they had like those bikes that you rented. You like, you scan them with your phone. Yeah, like the little yeah, really, like and the brand new. They they, they called it Flash Fleet. And Horrible idea. They just brought, they brought them in. It was like the first day they made them available. So we had this show and whatnot, and it was right in the student green, right in front of the library, right in front of the student center. And we got this shit so turned. These kids were taking these brand new bikes and like crowd surfing them and throwing them in a pile and just crush, like stomping on them, dude. So funny. And my advisor comes up to me. She's like, this shit is out of control. You got to get this. I'm like, what do you want me to do? You got fucking four or 500 freshmen out there who have never been away from home. Going crazy for the first time. Like, sorry, I put on a turn event. Like, once again, Megan, if you're listening to this, all respect for you. You're an all amazing respect, advisor. But, but hey, goddamn, that shit was turned as hell. That shit was turned as fuck. Yeah. So, Top Gun and Freshie pulled up, and Q obviously performed. It was hey, it was a dope event. And Cassidy that. as well. Let's talk about that just because you know I'm Q. I'm Queasy Wonder, and I just want to you know I've I've told you um, how much I appreciated that opportunity millions of times before, but. Why not say it here on Wax on the We Important Podcast, man? For sure. My, without Keegan, man, I would not have gotten that show. That's the biggest show 
thus far of my what you want to call rap career, um, I was super unprepared for it. This is before the debut, my notorious debut mu- mixtape, uh, Dimlit, which is no longer on streaming services other than SoundCloud because of some um, copyright infringement issues and clearance issues and things like that. Uh, but I was, air, I was new at the game and I did not know what the fuck I was doing. I was trying to make music, but um, that that opportunity was so dope. I mean, it was so many people there and for me to be on stage, I opened the event. And for me to be on stage, and even though I did live in Kent two years prior to to that show, because I that was the year I, I moved out, um, uh, it was just amazing. It was just like, man, I, I that's the vision I had going into Kent. I mean, so I, that's for, my favorite venue at Kent, man. Yeah. I mean, it's such a cool. It's an outside venue. It's really hard to have events there, just because, man, like the the obstacles. I mean, get into this at a later point, but man, the obstacles that you have to overcome at a college university putting on an event like that with a lot of like free-spirited artists and like knowing that that you could easily get out of control bro yeah, like yeah. you have to get permission from the police fire department. the fire department the i mean on top of that the upper administration of kent state like this yeah. is a university yes kent state but like they're trying to hold themselves to a very high standard exactly so like bro like and we'll get to this next point but but yeah, yeah, man, it was a dope event for sure. It was so dope. And I mean, yeah, like, again, I just want to say thank you for that, even though I was very unprepared. This before I, my mixtape came out. I think, so you did, I think you killed it, bro. I appreciate it. Uh, it. But this, I came, my whole set, and this is the longest set I've ever done. I had like a 30-minute set, and I had to open the show, and all I brought Flash every, fast. I brought a bunch of songs. I bought basically 80% of the mixtape that was going to be dropping later the year that year but none of the songs were recorded yet or so finished half of them weren't finished no i did i came with just instrumentals there's no vocals over any of those songs so i'm off of memory up there performing this tape that it has yet to see light so i mean it was crazy man it's a crazy electric experience and without i mean without kingan's uh uh position in the administration and I mean the pool that he had that would never have happened and on top of that that's my first ever paid performance as a rapper so that's a huge milestone for me I mean that was so, that was definitely like something I ran my platform on when I ran for that position it was just like I really wanted to like bring on some Cleveland artists and like put on some local people put on some people that were you know within Kent within Cleveland that are trying to get some exposure and Right. It's my whole inspiration in music, really, man. Like I, I grew up around. Yeah, no, I um, definitely want to just talk, to yeah, touch uh, on that around some of the South Euclid dudes. I think honestly, like your dad being in his own band. Too. Okay, well, I, I, we could we could go back to that too. I, I mean, like, I want to trace your baby steps in music too. Yeah, yeah okay, we could we could we could start there. All of all of it. Where's yeah. where's music um, coming to your life? You know, yeah, in so the we, way that it is now. Sure. So I mean, yeah, I was definitely born into a super musically inclined family. Um, my, my dad, he's a great guitar player. He has been musically inclined his entire life, man. He In high school, he was in a rock band. That's how he was known in high school. He grew up in the Chicken Falls, Solon, Bainbridge area. Um, got known for that. Ended up moving to New York City for about 15, 20 years. Was a DJ in New York City. Did that whole thing. So my dad was always pushing music on me from an early age. And it was one of those things where... You know, I was kind of, as as a kid in that environment, you don't necessarily want to take the same route your parents did. 
So I kind of almost took the more like athletic side of things. Like my dad bought me a guitar when I was 13 years old and I picked it up for about a year, but uh, unfortunately didn't really take it with me too much. And I took piano lessons and I played the trumpet and shit for a year as well. But uh, yeah, it never really stuck with me, like the whole playing music thing, but I always yeah. loved it, bro. Like music was always such a huge part of my life. And I, in elementary school, I listened to music on the bus every single day. And what what can you attribute to your taste in music? Man, it all started. I, I you could definitely put me in uh, how it started. You could definitely put me in that like at skater, like almost emo pop punk category. Man, wow, like God. Warp Tour was like okay. So it's it's so weird, bro. Like my whole my my genre taste is so diverse, bro. Like so, the first show that my parents took me to when I was super young, I had to be like seven, eight years old. Was the John Mayer Continuum Tour? Oh yeah, oh that's out. Yeah. And. That's when John Mayer was like at his. I wouldn't even say at his peak. Like he's obviously still going and going crazy. But like I that's that was crazy. like the when first. He's the dad, I think that was pretty cool. He's still too with the dad. Yeah, but when, but he first, when I when I first witnessed that shit in real life though, yeah. and how great of a musician he is, and how great that music can sound live, and how he can take guitar and literally just fucking, basically make an entire audience into his fucking slaves. It, it didn't. It was so not natural. I was like, holy shit! Like this is insane. Yeah. It's absolutely insane, man. Like what he can do with the guitar and what he he do with his voice and how he can just have everybody basically bowing down to him in the audience. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like I I love this, dude. Like I'm I, I wanna go see a million other shows. Right, right. So it really it started at that show. And then I got into my like early preteen, early teenage years. Was going to a little bit of a rough school and I found fell into a crowd, like the skater type crowd. Um, monsters oh yeah definitely (laughs) oh newberry i mean if anybody who's listening man like newberry elementary and high school she's closed down now but it was it's a weirdly like diverse weird area a little bit like kind of low income um you know it was a strange area and um i kind of got into like the pop punk almost like heavy metal type vibe full type shit kind of like okay so the first uh First band I really got into, man, it had to be like, like Slipknot was definitely one of them. Crazy yeah. enough, um, God, what should we say? Uh, I cannot think. Were of you a big Guitar Hero guy? Oh fuck yeah, fuck yeah, bro, for sure. Oh man, Spumoni. <laughs> that's, rock, that's the rock band era. A rock band, you're right, you're right. A Guitar Hero, like age twelve to fifteen, I got put onto so many rock songs, and I was like. I used to sit there and drink Red Bull and play all fucking Saturday morning. That's I was crazy. Like, Bro, give me a monster. Give me a cigarette. That's crazy. You know, I'll come from the hip hop background, you know? Yeah. That's, that's my But blood. that's that's where it really all started. So anyways, I got from my, I really like, so I ended up kind of like taking my passion for music and my sister ended up taking me to Warp Tour when I was like 12, 13 years old. And that's why I really like, really gained my music, my love for music. Like I loved that shit, bro. Like it was a bunch of young, angsty kids, fucking and this is like the the midst of like the angsty emo era. So right. these motherfuckers were walking around with their hair spiked up, dyed jet black, like I mean, eyeliner on, bro. There. It was it was crazy. Yeah. Mosh pitting, kids yeah. were getting black eyes. It was insane, bro. I've never witnessed anything like this. So it just gave me a huge passion for music in general. And it's almost like I never really ever thought I was gonna expand from like that genre because I was so like locked in on that shit and just like that whole aura around that event. And then Juggalo Fest. 
It was not juggalo. No, no, it was. I went with my sister one time and I fucked with it. Not, not fuck ICP, but plain white tees, MGK and shit. Yeah, and so I saw MGK for my first time there too. That was the first time I ever saw. I was like 13, 14 years old, 12, 13, 14 years old, and I saw MGK for my first time. I'm like, who the fuck is this dude? And everybody was dogging him at the time, which is actually crazy. And we'll get back to that at some point. But anyways, so from there, um, yeah, my sister was a huge part of my life because I ended up having to leave that school. I got in some trouble and uh, ended up having to transfer schools to West Yaga. And uh, I didn't really have any friends my first or second year there. So I really kind of like hung under my sister's wing. She was four years older than me. She was still in high school. So I would always come around her friends and whatnot. And that's when she kind of exposed me to like, Cuddy, Mac Miller, and like a lot of her friends exposed me to all that shit. Heroes. Yeah, yeah, and Wiz, Wiz, obviously. It's yeah. also when I got into the, the marijuana. So, like, Wiz was obviously a huge, I mean, like, a lot of us was a huge factor in our lives. Wiz was our, uh, yeah, kind of soundtrack our soundtrack of smoking. Our overlord, weed. man, that was our dude. Yeah. But that's when, I, that's when I really started getting to rap, and I was like, okay, like, I, I can fuck with this. Cause, like, I remember I had this bus driver in elementary school. Her name was Miss Betty. And she would always play Z1079. And she was playing the so TI bad. and the 50 Cent and shit. And, like, trust me, like, I have an appreciation for it now. But back then, like, I didn't really – I was like, fuck this shit. I'm never going to listen to this shit, yeah, bro. Right. I definitely like it now, man. Like, But back then, I was like, fuck this shit. I'm definitely going to stick in my ways and stick with the music I stick with. But then, like, honestly, Cuddy was kind of the one that broke me through. Like a lot guy. of people. Like a lot of people, man. I feel like that's the same sort of shit a lot of people, man. Like, Cuddy was the one that kind of, like... Shout out to my girl. Let me just say... Let Holy me shit. do a, a Cuddy appreciation. Shout out to Cuddy, bro. You, you know Seriously, bro. Because that's... I mean, that's the biggest comparison that I get, especially I mean, being I, from Cleveland. Yeah. I was like, look at you, Cuddy. Look at... You know, I just sent a, a demo to... A, f- a buddy of ours and mac too honestly bro and mac, I, it, it wasn't it wasn't far it wasn't far off but no, seriously like the cuddy and mac phase like okay so i discovered cuddy i discovered like soundtrack to my life up up and away and then two weeks later senior skip day like oh, all of nice. kids and like that's when i really i was like holy shit like i like rap like i like yeah. hip-hop or rap like i can actually relate to these dudes i know what they're talking about like i can relate to this shit bro like for whatever reason i was young as fuck i was 30, 40, 50 I mean, years you old. gotta think like there are those were our regional representations in hip hop, and it was dope, that's dude. The Midwest, and their know? vibe just felt right, bro. I remember that's that's us. Blue Slide Park was like Blue the Slide first the, the first mixtape that I heard. I was like, I don't know what it is, bro, but this shit reminds me of Geauga County, like Cuyahoga County, like I, there's something about the vibes to it, bro. Right. I, I don't know what it was. It was a sum to it, bro. It was. It yeah. also helped out that everybody was like. From Pittsburgh, Cleveland, all these artists coming around from around exactly where we were. Not like Indiana, Chicago, the lowest. The Midwest, like, like I said. No, no, I'm just saying like specifically Cleveland and Pittsburgh just had hot artists coming out of nowhere. Like not right, kind right. of outside that region. Not, like not so right. consistently, but yeah, absolutely. So anyways, like from there on, like got exposed to it, man. Started loving music as a whole. Like started loving the classics. I mean, truly like it grew me into a person that just appreciated music as a whole and like I said, it's a combination of a lot of things. The influence my dad gave on me, you know, the exposure that fucking Warp Tour gave on me, the influence that my sister gave on me, the exposure that, you know, and like I said, I ended up having to switch schools and had to create a whole new group of friends and, you know, what I learned from them. I remember this dude, Ashton Peck. Man, shout he's, out to Ashton Peck. Shout we, out to Ashton Peck one time. We've heard, his name, we've heard his name. On the podcast many times. Yo, yo. Shout out Ashton Peck one time. I'm not going to lie. This dude's name is circulating again heavily in Cleveland. And let me tell you right now, this man deserves it heavily. 
I haven't actually personally talked to the dude in well, probably a couple of years. But this man, this man had a vision when we were a freshman in high school. Yeah. And. I'm not gonna lie, bro. He really wrote with it, and he's making a fucking name for himself in the city, bro. He just, he just did. He's he's an artist, by the way. For anybody that doesn't know Ashton, he's I, I don't even know he how to describe him. He, he's he's a graphic designer. He he was a big he was a big fashion guy when I was in school. He was kind of the guy that exposed me to like the whole sneaker scene and basically the whole like fashion side of things. But this man had a vision. I knew exactly what he was aiming towards. He might not have. You know, had the exact vision of it, but bro, I knew exactly he was gonna make it somehow or some way. And this dude is doing it, bro. Like he said, the cover art for Fresh and Ev's new song, which is I, dope I as fuck. Yeah, I haven't seen yet. Check that song out. If you guys haven't checked it out yet. It's some Cleveland shit. Shout out Freshy. Um, but yeah, man, like shout out Ashton Peck one time. So I don't know, like all these influences kind of came together, bro. And I don't know, like I just have a, a huge appreciation for music in general. I'm not great at making music, but yeah, so- I do make music on my downtime, but. Right. I'm not good at it, but I, mean, I appreciate we fucking jam, music. Yeah, bro. Yeah, absolutely. You know how we get down. But, Love this uh, shit. I want to get back to so let's fast forward to you and having the role at, that you had at Kent. Yeah, and, and let so now let's fast forward past Kent. Um, how how does that experience um, influence you to to stay in the musical realm in the industry? Without being an artist or without, you know, being, well, playing a well, it's not so easy. Role. So I guess we can kind of pick up. So like after Blast Off, obviously we had Blast Off. Yeah. Um, we announced my first big show at Blast Off. So I had, um, Lil Mosey, Polo G, and the baby. That was after Blast Off. That was after. Yeah, that Mosey was fucking. I cannot believe. He I got swear, to I don't know why, but in my head, I thought those two were switched. But it makes sense that Blast Off was. Yeah. Switched. So it, it's so actually I had. Which is crazy enough to this day because uh, Polo G about to drop an album tomorrow. That's yeah. about to be. I'm telling you right Hall now, this shit's about to be. It's it's about to it's about to chart over Migos and mark my words, Hall bro. Culture three. Features Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, no, no, about no. to chart over Culture Three. Mark my words, bro. I'm telling you, it's about to be a banger of an album. Everybody, but point aside, everybody he brings on the album, he thinks are Hall of Fame artists. So he, he, bro, he oh no, it's pretty fire. Stupid amount. No, no, no. Th- th- this Polo G, this Polo G album gonna be stupid. I but regardless, that was my first fun. big show. So we had that, which was dope as fuck, and we had Top Gun and Fresh come and play at that show as well. And uh, like I said, dope ass show, super successful. Almost sold it out. It's super hard to fucking sell a bleacher sheets in Kent. Bleacher seats in Kent, but. Almost did it. And uh, from there, we booked David Dobrik, who you guys know, he is he is canceled as of now. As of now. He will make a comeback. I guarantee you David Dobrik will make a they comeback. They let Logan Paul come back to let him Those come white back. kids, right? Yeah, they always yeah. come back. Logan I mean, Paul did something way... Ah, wait. Yeah. So did David Dobrik... Or David Dobrik act, end up sexually assaulting the girls? No, no, no. Da, 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 da. It was friend. it was one of his friends. It was That's, one of his friends, but he recorded, he recorded it. He recorded it and dropped it. dropped the video, which yeah. is not cool at all. Not advocating for that shit at all. He definitely got canceled for why he got canceled, and like he definitely deserves, to, you know, like take the downfall for that. He lost all of his sponsorships. Yeah, right. But I will say though, it's a horrible apology video. I will say though, <laughs> out of out of all the artists I worked with. Man, David Dobrik was the most down to earth, like real motherfucker I worked with, bro. He aside, was cool as fuck. Well, yeah, mine is cute. <laughs> I'm saying like LA motherfuckers, like no, dudes, yeah, no, dudes that are though. signed to a label, signed to a talent agency, bro. Like that dude and was cool as shit. Hear, like dude. he just he he felt like a normal dude. He felt so easy to work with and like just going with the flow and whatnot, man. Like, 
all, all, like not talking shit on any other artists, but like, man, all these rappers are so high maintenance. And the baby was a fucking asshole. Young Thug was cool, but like just so above us all, bro. Like, and I, at at the point he was too. So mm-hmm. like, I don't I don't blame him. But like David Dobrik was at this point where he was getting tens of millions of views on YouTube, yeah. and this man was willing to like talk to me, ask me about my life, like actually pick my brain mm. and be like, "Yo, dude, you like you doing good today? Like, I know you're in charge of this. Like, you you holding up okay? Like, it was super fucking cool. Like, it, it made me feel like oh, I have a fucking I have faith like in these people. Like, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. Not saying I didn't, but like I was like, damn, this is like the first person that actually asked me about my day in this industry. So that's which is really forward. cool. Let's fast forward again and where you're at now where do you see yourself playing a part in the music industry as of being outside of Kent and being you know an adult so here's the thing i mean the vision's super broad right now man i mean so obviously we just went through a crazy year we just went through basically a year and a half of covid so um you know i was investigating options in the music industry before that and i had a few options um those options ended up just being nothing because of COVID. I mean, the entire entertainment industry, at least Come the live entertainment hard. industry, got put to a halt. So yeah. I was kind of, you know, put to rest at that point. So I kind of had to sit back and brainstorm. And, you know, at the end of the day, I look at it as a blessing because mm-hmm. I thought what I wanted to do was kind of going with the touring side of music mm-hmm. and basically travel with artists and help them set up their shows and yeah, travel I mean, from city to city. When people ask, I, I, uh, air quote you as my tour manager so yeah (laughs) absolutely absolutely but yeah man that's what i mean that's what i really wanted to do and i i had you know a few interviews with a few companies was about to get a couple jobs and everything kind of just hit the fan at once it is what it is like like i said i i feel blessed for that because i don't know if that's necessarily what i did want to do because man touring city to city when you're this young when you're just trying to get your feet in the ground and whatnot in this industry. It could be a lot. And a lot. I mean, this industry doesn't pay a lot. It's, it's very cutthroat. Well, it's about how it's very about cutthroat finding where you, where you can get, where paid. you stand, bro. And there's a lot of places to stand, but I'm telling you right now, every, no matter what point you go into, no matter what side of the industry you go into, whether it's the talent side of things where you're managing in an artist, whether you're managing a tour or whether you're working for a label, like it's very cutthroat. And I mean, like I said, no matter where you fall, even as an artist, bro, like this industry is going to take advantage of you. Like they're going to try to take advantage of you for try. your time because there's so many people passionate about this fucking industry mm-hmm. and they're they're going to try to short you on what you're worth because you're so passionate about it. Right, right. Which is cool because like, bro, it's built off fucking passion and it's corporate America, baby. Like right. they're going to fuck you over for they're it. And that's- to exploit that from Dude, me. there's one person I think you guys would like and he's a hidden gem at Kent State. His name's Mr. Eugene Sheldon. Sheldon, my sister did uh like student teacher Sex work with, with him, him and helped him, and I ended up having him as a teacher. And me and my sister were sitting down one day when I was in Florida, and we were just talking. She just asked me about Kent, and I bring up like this is a teacher that like changed my life. And she goes, I don't know if you know this, but he was a tour manager for Michael Jackson in the Jackson Five. Yeah, Mr. Eugene Sheldon, old right, old fucking dude. And I was like, fuck, like. She's like, yeah, if you didn't know this, like, there's some hidden fucking gems at Kent State. Even one fucking teacher being tied to ISIS. Like, Kent's got some <laughs> crazy shit going on. Shit, but no, Ms. she told Mr. Eugene Sheldon about how, or Eugene Sheldon told my sister about how fucked up it was and why he got out of the business. And it's like, everybody's dirty. Well, I mean, I'm telling you right now, man, this industry has chewed up so many people and spit them right Cut back through. out. From from an artist perspective, from a management perspective, from a tour perspective, like, yeah. it is a very cutthroat industry and you have to know how to navigate yourself through it and how to avoid the snakes and like i guess like 
I'm super new to this shit, but like what I've learned so far is stay in your own path, bro. Don't get absorbed into somebody's fucking Ponzi scheme because I'm telling you right now, you got to read between the lines. I mean, we've seen people, talented ass people, yeah. sign a contract and, and, it and get out. absolutely fucked and be absolutely. like, we're going to guarantee you this much money, but guess what? You didn't read between the lines. You didn't yeah. get a lawyer affiliated and this money that you said you are going to get paid, it's going right back into your own budget and it's getting spent not on your own expenditures. Exactly. It's, it's fucked up and- I'm not saying that's mostly. I'm not saying that's mostly from an artist perspective, but mm-hmm. it could happen on any side of the fucking music industry. No, bro. yeah, really, any side. And that's why I see. I was, I was having not an argument, but a conversation with my cousins the other day. And because you know, I'm an advocate about not not abandoning my city, not my hometown. I love Cleveland. I want you know, part of my vision is to come up out of Cleveland, <laughs> and just to go along with what you said, um, I feel like. From all the studying that I've done in the music industry, in hip-hop, yada, yada, the best way to go about this shit is to be independent. You know what I mean? When Chance the Rapper came out, I mean, that was one of my biggest inspirations. It's just not even based on the music, even though I was a huge fan, but about the way he handled his business and the way he was so adamant about not giving his masters up and being independent as, yeah. as much as he could be. So I feel like, you know, that's where I'm at with this shit. It's like, y'all not taking this shit from me, man. I didn't, I've dreamt about this shit too much. I think about this shit every fucking day. Like, this is mine. This is yeah. my shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm trying to bring around, trying to assemble teams of people that I absolutely trust and, you know what I mean, who have looked mean, out for me in the past and shit like that. So I mean, I, at this point, bro, I mean, you could, you could take the example from anybody in the industry, bro. Take it from Taylor Swift. Okay. Taylor Swift Scooter is the best Brown example. Got in her ass. Ta- take. He did. I mean, bro, she, she's a perfect example too. of it, bro. I mean, yeah. And it's funny. I love too. Taylor Swift for this shit, but bro, she like went out of her way and re recorded all of her oh, masters and re released that shit. Which is dope. But, but like, dude, it's it literally is the way to go. You have to do it with these. Like, yes. okay. Basically, man, like I said, I'm not super deep into this shit, but my biggest advice to any artist out there, bro, stay independent as long as possible. Keep that bait on your hook as long as possible and float it above these fish as long as possible until you have a big enough fish that's worth your fucking time. That's what they fucking set the hook. Right. Because if not, like, you're going to be getting fucked. Like, if you if you settle for that one fish, bro, that one small ass fish, it's like, you know. How long is it going to last you? It's not. It's not. It's last not. You. And guess exactly. what? And like. They might have ownership of your fucking your masters. You might already have that shit pre-recorded, and they could like they could come in. You could sign a contract, and next thing you know, you'd have signed your life away. Exactly. And all the money you can make from that shit is now in their hands, and they're making that shit. There's no deal that anybody could to could uh, craft up to make me want to give away something that I created myself. That that. Well, not, it's not well, a as you think about the people that had nothing, and then they see seven million dollars. That's some, I understand the the frame of mind, but seven million dollars is a lot. If bro. you got into this shit knowing that you're not going to be one of those people that is gonna blow, even if you have the belief in yourself, don't take that fucking deal, man. Don't take yeah. that advance. Don't That's you think there's a bit of an? It doesn't know that a, like, a reason a lot of artists don't end up falling short and getting fucked over is because. And correct me if I'm wrong, but do you think there's a, like you said, Young Thug, like he, he was above everybody. There's a narcissism, but you need to have, you know, confidence in your music, but there's a narcissism that comes with being an artist. And- uh, there's a narcissism that can come with being an artist. 
But it's it's all about, you know what I mean? You have to keep your ego in check as a human being, period. And I think that when money comes into a lot of people's situations, um, so goes their humanity. You know what I'm saying? So it's harder to keep your ego in check when you're less human because- 100%. You know. 100%. Well, it's also hard to have confidence in yourself too. Like you can know in the back of your head, like this is going to be a hit. But unless you have validation from other people, you don't know. And dude, like I'll tell you right now, there are agencies out there literally hiring people to determine whether music is going to be like their artist music is going to be a hit or not. Exactly. Nobody knows. Nobody fucking Nobody knows. Nobody fucking knows. You think, no you, think, you think Juice World? You think, okay, great example. Um, Lucid Dreams by yeah. Juice World. Right. Sample from Poison. Yes, and he did. That was his takeoff record. Yeah. He did not think, bro, like there's interviews of him saying, like he was like, bro, I did not know this was going to be my takeoff record. I had no idea. I thought other songs were going to be it, but I had no idea this was going to be the one. This man ended up getting copyrighted for it, got fucked over for it, yeah, made yeah. no money off that song. Yeah. But like, it's it's easier said than done, I guess, in that aspect. Like, you can be an artist and have full confidence in your music and be like, yo, I'm so confident in this shit. I'm going to drop the shit. I'm going to drop the shit on SoundCloud. It's going to get thousands of views. And it doesn't. And it's very discouraging and it's very intimidating. But here's the thing, though, is like, bro, keep your confidence, though. Because, like, you never know, though. It could be yeah, any okay. song. You could drop a thousand songs and it could be one song yeah. that ends up getting you exposure. And, like, I'm telling you right now, it's a lot more artists than you think. Because, you know, these artists, one of these artist songs, another great example, Don Tolliver. This man, Don Tolliver. Donnie T does not miss. No, no, he doesn't miss. But like, dude, you would never know that shit though. Because this man dropped hella music before he was signed to yeah. Cactus Jack and signed to and Travis. I love all of those. And next thing you know, he signed to fucking Travis yeah. and he's taken off. Like Donnie no other. Donnie T does not miss people. But yeah. like, I, I advocate everybody to go on SoundCloud, go back. This man has been making music since 2018. Back in- one 2017, actually. Joints. I play shit in the car relentlessly. And they're bangers. They're and they're bang- absolute bangers. He does not miss. Donnie it took him, it took him one song to get exposed to Travis Scott. Travis yes, Scott heard uh, one of his songs. What was it? No, and then he put... I don't know what song Travis heard, but I know... I don't know what he did, but... Once he put him on Astro World, it was over. What song is yeah, that? Yeah, Can't so, say. like... Yeah. I mean, it goes with fucking people like Machine Gun Kelly, two local artists, bro. Doughboy. Bro, you think you think Doughboy would be no, anything easy. without being discovered by Future? No. Hell no. But like this man makes bangers now. He's getting reposted by Drake now. Like he's, you he's you have to Drake. keep faith in yourself, bro. Like, you have to keep like if, if you're inspired by this shit, if you love making music, exactly. if you love doing this shit, then keep doing it. Exactly. Like you don't know what's like at your disposal at the end of the day. You don't know who's gonna discover your shit. You don't know who's gonna be in town the weekend that you drop your fucking single, you drop your mixtape or whatever. So like, man. You don't fucking know. It always, the way you're talking about this, it always just reminds me of this one car. There's two gentlemen mining for jewels. One, yeah, du- one, one dude, dude stopped with before. like an inch to go. Yeah. And it's just like, bro, dude. And we've had two tone come on here, Joey Hirsch and a few others, and they talk about just following their dream. And I think Joey's was just kind of the most irony behind it. He's like, yeah, like he had to choose between going full blast with the music and business side of things or wrestling, which is something he's been doing since he was like four. And he like threw, after a great, year he like he threw he's like fuck it like i'm gonna give up wrestling and go with the dream next day he gets the fucking call i mean here's the thing you you never know at the end of the day it's because like bro i mean i hate to be the bear of bad news but more people fail in this industry than succeed no matter what side of the industry you're actual man Um, you're not even the first person to bear that news no no i mean more people are gonna fail than succeed but like at the end of the day though if you're passionate about this shit like i'm saying bro give yourself a timeline be like okay 
I'm I'm 23 years old. I'm gonna get myself until 30 years old. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep pursuing this shit. Obviously, I'm gonna have my side hustle. I'm gonna have my my main day job. I'm gonna make my money. I'm gonna make my, my bread. Is my side however, right. I have to. But keep that shit your side hustle for however long you keep it your passion. I mean, bro, that's what I'm 100%. doing right now, bro. I work nine to five. Hundred percent. I, I do too. But I'm not stopped. But I haven't stopped since I started, man. Right. But it's, you know this saying? is our passion, bro. And at the end of the day, like I'm not gonna give up on this shit until like I absolutely have to. Because exactly. like th- what I what I understand is like. Dude, there is so much opportunity. And like there's more opportunity now than there's ever been. There's so many ways to be exposed. There's Absolutely. so many ways for people to discover you. Exactly. So it's like you have to fucking like if you're bashed about this shit, then prove it, bro. Keep dropping shit. Keep that's exposing really, yourself. That's really all it's about. And maybe one day, who fucking knows, dude? Man. And it's that that encouragement you talked about earlier. Like, that's something I've I've experienced. Like I'm, a, I was a smart kid in school. You know, we've heard people talk about it. You know, people know that and shit. Um, so with me, I'll, I've always had this. I was always weighing this thing. I'm like, dude, should I really be going for this shit? I'm, I easily could have went to school to be a fucking engineer. Like MIT, I'll drop it here. MIT was my dream school. Yeah. If I would have applied myself all through our high school, I would have been at MIT, probably fucking making the cure for cancer or some shit. But. They're, sex robots or whatever exactly That's whatever Harry wanted but you know what I'm saying but I had this passion in me and I was this is in my blood man and I'm a smart kid so like me continuing to do this I feel every day that I have to prove like that it's a smart decision you know what I mean because nobody can take my intelligence away from me you know what I'm saying but I do still feel the pressure to be like you know I'm doing this for a reason because you motherfuckers make me believe in myself when I give you a little snippet of some shit I've done, you're like, oh, kids got it. Or, you know, and that's the I shit mean, that keeps you going. I mean, bro, curious, like. What, what makes you, what would make you happier as an artist or working with music when a f- friends compliment your shit or somebody you've never met before, have no clue who the fuck they are? Somebody I've never met. Because I'll tell you a story. Um, um, our buddy, actually, shout out to Henry Hawk, who, uh, ha- who gave us the original theme music to... The new rebranded We Important podcast. Dude, when I got we to Braxville, he was literally. You, you ever seen Drumline with Nick Cannon? Yeah. He's the white Drumline. He's the, he's white, the white Nick Cannon, Cannon from Drumline. Drumline. He was a beast. You he, can just carry a, sna- a, a snare drum and a pencil. He'll and, create something. And me and Henry That's have most never. talented artists out there, bro. You know, me, me and Henry have never met in person. We have a great relationship, but it's all through FaceTime and shit. And he was telling me the other day, like, you know, he's like, bro, like, we got to we gotta link. Like, I got to get you out here to Cali because I show your shit to everybody. Yeah. And, he's, and he told me, he told me a story about, so you know the new Jake from State Farm, dude? Like, the yeah. light-skinned dude? Yeah. He's like, wherever, they, him and his buddies were out and they saw him and they played some shit, some of my shit for him. He's like, yeah. who is that dude? Like, he's amazing. So, like, for me to hear that. Jake from, State, Jake from State Farm is New fucking, Jake from State Farm God New damn. Jake from State Farm is fucking with Queasy Wonders shit and I like you know, You guys know I drop music so in, inconsistently you know what I mean so You're for horrible. them You're horrible. I know I'm so bad with like putting shit out but you know to hear that I mean that's that's huge I man. mean that should be the inspiration alone to you start dropping saying? shit bro I mean yeah it always feels good though I mean like, at the same time though bro it's, it's, it's gonna have but, like bro I mean you look at all these Cleveland arts not even Cleveland arts bro you look at all these successful artists at this day and age, bro, like they didn't come from nowhere. Like no. they didn't they didn't take off right away, bro. They had a team on their back, bro. I know one of my most inspiring stories in the industry is like is literally MGK's M story, bro. Like he tells us he goes on a couple of podcasts and tells a story about 
you know, bro, he uh, got his freestyle on MTV, the Cleveland Freestyle, and he got hit up by Diddy. Yes. And him and uh, got, I, I, I don't know what the dude name is in, a, in his posse is, but they ended up taking a trip to like New York or some shit. Ran out of gas on the way. Oh, oh no, it's okay, okay. I'm not sure you're talking about. Go on, go on. Yeah. And this dude barely made it to New York. Ended up linking up with Diddy. This is this is um on the song too. It's on the end of what is it? A long long night. Or Maybe it's on a song. I don't know. It's, I don't it's know. It's on, on, a song on, on general mission. On general mission. Either way, I, I've it's heard like interviews on this shit too, and like yeah, yeah. And they, you understand. They get in like, a car accident. Yeah, on like, the way there. Yeah. Where was a car accident? He ground out of gas. Some some. No, they got in a car accident. Okay, either yeah. way, bro. Like, and he goes to the hospital. He gets stitched up. Yeah. While as soon as he's like done stitching himself up, they get the fuck out of there. He's going back to. Whoever girl he was fucking with at the time, back to her house. Cause that's he used to fuck with a bunch of girls I know, bro. Yeah, yeah. This and man used to fuck with a bunch of girls I know. Like, it's crazy to see where he's at now. Cause, like, yeah. bro, I really used to know this dude. Like, never knew him personally. But, like, I know him as a hometown boy, man. He used to yeah. fuck with some I mean, girls I know. I see him all the time. He used to be at Mayfield Park. We it's crazy. We, uh, and now he's dating Megan fucking Fox. Ma- and Megan he's dropped, Fo- like, honestly, bro, like, I'm not gonna lie to you. I listen to his album every single fucking day. Uh, like, take it to my downfall, the newest bro, Insane. And, it's like, I listen, like, ever since then, too. I mean, Black Flag has been one of my favorite mixes. Yes, of all you said time. that the other day when we were out. Bro, and Black Flag is. Eminem, which is, like, raw as fuck to me. That I mean, bro, his entire career is raw, raw as devil. fuck. No, he dated Amber Rose after Wiz, bro. I was, when he was I mean, dating was, Amber Rose. It was like in between them breaking up, but Either when way. they when they were dating, they were here. That's just crazy. In Mayfield at Arbiatus' restaurant, yeah, yeah, yeah. And me and my me friends that, yeah. crashed that shit. Yeah, you're telling me that shit. And I met him for the first. Which time. Which is just insane to me, bro, because he really is like it's it's such a great example of exactly what we're talking about right now, bro. It's like it's the cards that you draw, bro. Like, I mean, shit. Us three, we have casino experience, bro. Like, we go and play blackjack. We go and play this that roulette. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a blackjack guy but like it really guy. is bro like the cards you draw and sometimes it is lucky like i don't care what anybody says like you could play all these pass and you could just get washed up and get chewed up and spit out and like go on your way easily which is fine and it's fine and it's okay to accept that but bro like this is why i tell people to keep passion if, if they have a passion for music one car's fucking me up Keep making it. Cigars, it's fucking me up but go ahead harry don't know how to, he knows how to smoke blunts not cigars Hit him smart easy. <laughs> so man, like shit, like if you make music, just keep keep drawing your cards, man. Like you don't know. Here's the thing is like you're not gonna fucking go broke. You're not gonna fuck your life up, keep doing what you love to do. Like nah, not at all. You're gonna just keep doing like what you love and you're gonna keep making content that you love at the end of the day. Like so, like it sucks that it might be catching traction, but guess what? One day it fucking might. And nobody knows. I think your break. I think you meeting up with Henry Person will be a huge breakthrough. Yeah, for sure. And we're, we're, we'll talk. I about mean, that. I've been saying this shit about Q for years. By the way, Shout and yeah, out I was gonna Wonder. say like, this man I, is not dropping up music, but I've been I've been advocating for you. But I got a fucking. I, I mean, you got the a, voice for it, bro. You have the voice for it, bro. You, you got a deeper voice than fucking Tyler, bro. Like, <laughs> I oh no no no. I seriously no, say this shit all the time, you. and I don't want to compare you to fucking Tyler Creator. I don't because you guys make completely different kind of music. I feel like you make more of like an alternative, yeah. like chill type vibe. But, like, almost, like, a vibe between that shit, bro. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. Like, I, I've i always advocated for you because of that, bro. Like, you no, got the I, voice I, for it. I definitely want to appreciate it. And you say, definitely got the people that are advocating for you, but you don't do it. Shut up. You don't do it. Shut up. You don't. Listen, let, me, let me just tell you how much I appreciate you because you always have been one of those people who, you know, aside from Mary, aside from um, my my circle, my inner circle, uh, who, uh, you know, constantly gives me support, uh, 
with the music shit. You've always been one of those people who's like, cute, you got it, man. Like, that's why you gave me the, you gave me the spot at the show. You gave me the spot to blast off, man. You know what I mean? I don't think, I really can't thank you enough, you know what I'm saying? For just being in my corner, you know? This is what and, I do, bro. And that's why, that's why, you know, when people ask me now, like when I, I uh, introduced you to um, the homie the other day. Smoke. Huh? Not a Nicky Teen Smoke down here. I'm dead. But when I introduced you to the homie the other day, like I'm telling you, like, you're my tour manager, man. As far as I see it, you know what I mean? If I make it, King is one of the ones amazing with me because I wouldn't even, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have made this step without him. And, you know what I mean? So I just got to say thank you again, man. Big, big ups to I mean, my like, guys. okay, so. Point. And new I, music coming soon. I got. I'm in the studio coming every soon, coming soon. day. I got some weird <laughs> shit about to drop called Growing Wings. So y'all be on the lookout. I'm for very it. curious. About, I don't think I've ever asked this. How do you and Henry really work so well together from two from so fucking far away? I don't get it. Dude, I'm telling you, man. Like that shit does not matter, bro. We we're in the age of the internet, man. We get on Facetime. You know me. I'm I, I I'm good to talk to people. This is why we started a podcast. I can this talk is why to anybody. This shit is dope, bro. It's like okay. Our, this era that we're growing up in, this whole social media era, it, it can be very complicated. But God, if you could use that as a tool and like separate all the bullshit aside and separate like all the insecurities aside, which is much easier said than done, by the way. It is. No you matter what it. you're using it as, whether you're using it as a link up tool to meet females, or whether you're using it as a marketing tool to market your music, That's or using a marketing tool to market your company, it's yep. if you can just say fuck it. And like, be true to like you. follow your vision yeah. and like what you're following. It's Real. like it could be the most powerful tool in the entire world. Bro. And I was like hoping we could talk about this shit, dude. Because like, no, we can't. This we- shit really is crazy though. Because like, we are growing up in an era where it's never been so easy, but it's never been so hard. Hey, the competition yeah. has never been so high because there's so much. But the exposure has also never been so easy. Exactly. So like, if you could find a way. To uh, like expose your shit and market the right way and get exposed to the right people, get reposted by the right people, bro. This shit. I mean, it's for you. It's, it's here to can take. You, can you break down the avenues these artists can go to become famous with what's around? Not that tech- he knows everything. No, but I mean, like you've got what have you, what do you think are big avenues to help artists blow up? Okay, th- this is this is my opinion on shit, bro. I mean, we have um we have fucking like. How many social media are there now? We got Instagram, we got TikTok, we got Twitter, we got Snapchat. We got Twitter. Twitter. Just let podcast. You, you can literally record a podcast on Twitter and listen to the whole thing. On yeah, Twitter. yeah. yeah. I mean, everything. We got Spotify. We got Apple Music. We got SoundCloud. We got all of it. Yeah, right. Full nine yards. I mean, I think right now, I think honestly, I think the biggest, I think the easiest way into the industry, yeah, is TikTok. I mean, I I don't think it's and hard I to argue with that too. And I trust me, I don't make TikTok content, but am I on TikTok all the time? And do I get exposed to new music that I add to my? You do. I still have Apple Music, by the way. Don't don't judge me for it, but I still use Apple Music. So I'm, and I'm a title guy. The amount, the amount of music, the amount of music that I find on TikTok, yeah, that I add to my bro, like half of my fucking like recent so, music is literally from TikTok. See, like that's a lot of uh, advice I get lately. And I think TikTok just has a, a weird stigma because you have, you know, the Charlie D'Amelio's and shit like that and the little girls dancing facts, and things facts. like that. But ultimately, I'm open to it. And and I'm not saying that I'm going to start a TikTok, but that might be something I'll do in the future. But I mean, who knows? I mean, it's, it's all about the, like, the, the avenue you want to take, like I said. It's, exactly. not the, it's not the only route that you have to take as an artist. I'm not no. saying that. I'm just saying, like, 
the quickest way to get exposure shit. Like, right bro, now, you, yeah. you could post one video and it can get 500,000 views. You don't right. know. You just don't know. Right, right. You don't, you don't know, like, who you're advocating to. You're going to post it to your For You page and right. you don't know, like, who's going to view it, who's going to see it, who's going to repost it, who's going to send it to who. We but talk- shit. We were talking about this maybe a few episodes or last one. Like, fucking One Night by Yachty, he totally... I don't want to say he owes his fame. Bro, but no, no, that, no. That dude with the stop yeah. sign throwing the condom made the whole little video. <laughs> yeah. Like, bro, come on. I love that song, by the way, to this day. Like, it's, it's just crazy. That's, that's still my like, favorite Yachty song. song. Like, it, it's his first it's song, there. and like, it's still my favorite it's Yachty so, song. It's so fire. But I need you there. <laughs> that I need you there. But listen, see, because <laughs> I thought I was fucking up. So, like, I had, I've remade social media uh my social media pages over and over again maybe four times at this point Fuck with it and and at this point i understand the importance of having that and i get a lot of flack for like not you know consistently posting and things like that just like with the music but and see i thought i fucked up but really i realized that when i came back to social media obviously my following was like you know half even if if that maybe more i was you know I probably have like 300 followers on Twitter, maybe the same amount on Instagram, you know what I'm saying? But it made me realize that I really have a core following. There's a core group of people, core group of 300 to 600 people who are looking at everything that I fucking do. They're, yeah. they're waiting for me to do something new. And I, I think my advice from what I've learned through all this shit is that, bro, fuck with the people that fuck with you. Absolutely. That shit has worked out for me. Uh, tremendously fucking with keegan to this point fucking with harry i, I don't know why god why god keeps making me but <laughs> fucking with harry to this point you know what i mean has even benefited me oh, in, a, in, in a bunch of ways you know what i'm saying you know so fuck with the people that fuck with you kids like don't take them for granted man like try to incorporate the people that you really love you know, I mean, you never know where people shit. are gonna go in your life, bro. Like seriously, you know, like it's like treat them right, man. Don't burn a bridge. Never ever. I mean, like everybody's advocating keep a small circle, keep a small circle. And I'm not saying like definitely keep a small circle. Keep your like your people that are tied to you close to you, but never ever cut out those people you haven't talked to in two three years, bro. Like keep them, keep them around, bro. Because you never know. I mean, that's how you know I'm basically routing the point at my life where I'm in right now. It's like, dude, I'm talking to people I haven't talked to in two, three years. I'm trying to find a move in this industry. And it's people that I haven't talked to in two, three years. But, hey, it's nothing to fucking pick up the phone. I, I'm in the same, uh, you know, I can relate because there's people that I'm, I've am i always been fans of. Like, early on rapping, I would rap all the time, guys. Like, uh, me and my squad, one of my homies who I love to death, who I haven't seen forever, his name's Tyrell. Um, there, there would be times where, and I was the, I was the guy who, when I got my car, everybody's in my fucking car, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So at the end of the night, like, I gotta go make the rounds to drop everybody off. Tyrell's the, always the last one in the car. Even if his house is like on the way to be one of the first people to drop off, he's like, yo, save me for the end. So when I go to drop him off, he's like, yo, pull around the back so we could freestyle. And every night we freestyle for like, an, an extra hour or two, just us two in the car, you know what I'm saying? And it, it, it's a little shit like that that just, like, is the re, is this, you know, reinforced that maybe this is for me. And maybe this is something I should keep doing, you know what I'm saying? So, if you see somebody, and 
you know, I got I got to shout out all my friends, like every every single one of them, um, from Dale today to Kobe to Harry, everybody, everybody from to Cash, Brian Cash. Don't forget, I still love yo little dumbass. Baby, but, miss you, man. You know what I'm saying? I still love you, dumbass. But you know what I'm saying? All of them, man. Um, all of the, the positive things they had to say, um, to me about my journey. I mean, has kept me going. So. It's like keep the circle small, but also don't be scared to expand, though. Don't be scared to expand. Don't be scared to expand. Oh, yeah, but I was going to say, like, yeah, people that I'm trying to link up with now is, like, I'm bringing people back from the past that, you know, I would rap with. Like, I I don't know if you're familiar with Justin Hopkins, High Life. I don't know. Um, Familiar. It sounds familiar. You know what I'm saying? I I hit him up the other day because it's something I want to do with him. Um, Terry Maynard, if you're you're familiar. Who's who's the dude from Cleveland, bro? Cole. Last name Cole. Cole Tomko. Yes, bro. What the Listen, I'll be I'll be fucking purely honest. This is my fucking podcast to say what I want. I'm not the hugest fan of Tom Cole Tomko because when I was trying to get my feet off the ground with this shit, he wasn't he wasn't the best person to talk to because he just like you said, like Thug felt like he was like above you guys at that point, which Thug was. Cole Tomko was not above me, but he treated me as such, and I didn't. And he still, that. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you, bro. I mean, like, trust me, this dude don't even know me. He don't even know my fucking name, but like, I follow him, and I mean, he's way more on the fashion side of things now. He's not even making music. Yeah, anymore. yeah, I, I which is a respect to him. He found his route. Like, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I wish nothing bad to him, but I just remember he's yeah. working like Uno now, though. He working with Uno the activist yeah, and that's cool, some right? of the other dudes out west. Yeah, but I'm like, I like, the, I honestly just rediscovered the kid for the first time, and like, fucking like five years like a few days ago and i'm like bro what the fuck did this dude go and i'm like holy shit he's working with Udo the activist now he's linking with fucking top like and i work with top gun a lot i can't and like all of a sudden he's looking with top gun again i'm like bro like where the fuck did this dude go and where, how did where he end were up you? huh like where were you bro like Tom, I, where what where was he though, bro? Dude, like where was he for this five years though? You, yeah, remember, though. He, he you has, know he had this fucking. He has a little buzz after yeah, he did yeah. the, the rust cover. And yeah, that thing. yeah. And I, so that's when <laughs> I was, that was like around the time I hit him up, and I'm like, you know, I hit him up, and I'm just asking him about music shit, and he, he hits me back, and he's like, I he's like, I assume you hit me up because of my image. And I'm just like, bro, okay, you, you, you already fucked up right now because I'm not that type of dude. But bro, I, I got more fuck about an image, bro. Like. There's no such thing as an image when it comes to Queasy Wonder. Like, I'm giving you whatever the fuck I feel like giving you. But obviously, bro, like, he just trying to make it however he makes it, though. Yeah, and, like, and I, hey. And, like, like respect No him. disrespect. No respect disrespect. He just trying to live that L.A. lifestyle however he has to. Yeah, like, that's I mean, cool. That's hey, cool. Hey, man, do your thing, man. Like, Absolutely. Everybody, no disrespect. You know? no but disrespect. I'm, telling, I'm trying to tell everybody, I'm trying to be an advocate to everybody, like, yo, we could do this shit from anywhere. And it's like, bro, this is my city, and I'll be damned. I'll be damned if another nigga. I'm not gonna say that because I, don't, you know, I really want to see the city win. So it doesn't have to be me, but I'll be damned if it's not me. That you know, I mean, you already know that motherfucker not putting out for the city, bro. You know what I'm saying? That motherfucker not putting out for the city. Nah, like, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But he he putting on forever. Whoever he has to put on for it. Yeah. Which like like I said, bro, if you're making your image, like yeah, well, however you create your image, however you create your name of the game. Yeah. Do what you gotta do, yeah. but like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm I'm here advocating for people that are making music. Like, I'm not here advocating for people that are trying to, to try find to, their hype, however they find it. Guess what? Those are the people that are gonna. They, those are the people that are gonna burn out eventually. And I hate to say it, like I said, I'm not praying this to downfall by any means, but like, yeah, this man, this man, one of the history. I, I know him from music, yeah. and I was put on to him through music. And I just rediscovered him yeah. three, four, five years later. And next thing you know, this man's 
heavily in the fashion, which is sick, but it just shows me like, yeah. okay, this man kind of got his hype here. Yeah, he figured out that he had a ceiling with the music shit. But all right, aside from point aside, point aside. Um, I do want to talk about real quick. Uh, we're gonna move on from music. We're gonna talk about music a lot. But uh, you, your friends, you're good friends with uh, Nuke, Tommy Nuke. Oh, that's my fucking yeah, 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 yeah. Let me let me just say. I don't know if Tom, I doubt that Tommy News listens to our podcast, but I'm sure when he sees that you're on here, he might check it out. And I hope when yes, he hears sir. his name that he giggles or something. That's my fucking dude, though, <laughs> but, man. Uh, That's my fucking dude. You know, I, I used to work with his, with his girlfriend, uh, <laughs> at, at a, a dealership. And yes, I, I would tell her, I'd be like, yo, like, is he still in the music? She was like, you know, he doesn't really, you know, I'm like, could you please let him know that I love the music that he made in the past? He used to put out some good ass shit, bro. I mean, to be honest with you, bro, like, that was the first studio session I was in, bro. Like, that was like honestly the first artist that I was like, you I met that in? dude when. Okay, so we were both like brand new at West G, bro. We had no friends, and right. that was like one of my first friends and shit, bro. And he he brought me to like my first legitimate studio with him. He was like, "Yo, I want I want you to I want to bring you with me. I want to like." Like I, I you know, know shit. from mutual people that like, he's a great dude, but I've just never got the oh, he, opportunity he, to like. He, he dope dude. Like he and I really, really is. Want to make music with him? I think that he's bro. Very bring talented. him fucking up, bro. I mean that that man is like one of the most creative souls I've ever met in my but entire life. I just feel life. like he's one of the most elusive motherfuckers out here. Oh, he elusive, as well, bro. Okay, dude. Like funny story about Tommy Nuke, bro. I didn't see him. All right, so I was a great friends with Tommy Nuke throughout high school. Yeah. Like very good friends, bro. Like every single day. We go kick at his place after school. Like, I give him a ride home and whatnot. And, bro, his mob would fucking get mad at me and kick me out. <laughs> bro, like, let's just say, like, we got in some trouble together and whatnot. Point aside, like, man, like, that kid. Okay, like, to bring it all back to, like, where I was inspired by music. Tommy Nuke was one of the first dudes to really get me inspired by this shit, bro. Because I saw his drive and I saw his passion for this shit. And we, I'm in a couple of his music videos. I'm not going to. Tell you the Lincoln shit to this shit, but yeah, this this man put me on to music, and he took me to his first studio session. I don't even know what the fuck it was, bro, but I remember we were smoking a blunt on the way to the studio session, and I'm hitting this blunt, and I had a Taco Bell cup next to me, full of Baja Blast, and I'm smoking this blunt, and I accidentally fucking dropped the blunt in the Baja, Baja Blast. Blast. Blood. I hope he listened to this shit too because he remembered. I really shout hope out, he does. Hey, hey, shout out Justin Mackey too one time. This motherfucker has a kid now and he's, there's no way he's going to listen to this podcast, but shout out Justin Mackey. It's my fucking <laughs> dude. Kids in the background. But <laughs> man, like, bro, we were on this way to the studio session, bro, and I fucking dropped the blunt in the fucking Baja Blast. And <laughs> we were holding the blunt at the window trying to dry it out. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you ain't never been there, man. I don't think you're a real smoker. You ain't never been there. You smoke, you know. Yeah, man. It was, it was hilarious, though. And I don't know, though, dude. Like, it was, it was, that was definitely a suit. Like, I mean, that was definitely like a super, like, breakthrough moment for me, too. Like, that was the first studio session I was actually, like, in. You know what I'm saying? I saw that shit come together. Right. And, that kid is talented as fuck. Yeah. I will say, I will say, like, bro, I really hope Tommy Nuke does come and back I've been in. Saying it. And hey, like, he when drops he that comes shit. back, whoever gets him to come back, tell him to fuck with Q. I'm a fan. Well, dude, and I really think well, it's that not, even, Tommy it's not even just his talent, bro. It's his fucking personality, bro. He's a cool this, dude. This is the whole thing about Tommy Nuke that nobody realizes, bro. Is this motherfucker is just so like 
he, he's just such a good person to be around, he bro. Like, like I man. loved being around him, and he was just such a cool, inspirational dude. No matter what we're talking about music, whether we're talking about this, that, like, that man literally inspired me. Like, bro, that, put, that dude put me on to so much music that I wouldn't know. Like, that dude put me on a Vic Mensa chance before they were Vic Mensa or chance. Like, See, that was Blake for us, but that's Well, Blake. like, same, like, same yeah, vibe, same, though. Like, I used yeah, to hang exactly. out with Blake the same time, too. Because, like, Blake, Tommy, and I used to hang out. Like, they, we had the Blake same class ta- together. No, Blake, Blake would tell me about the studio sessions yeah, and shit. Yeah, and, and Blake, Blake, Tommy, and I... We're like the outcasts at West G, bro. Like we didn't have any other friends. It was you like guys basic, were the coolest it was, it kids was like, at West G. It was kind of us. I mean, like we had other friends, but like yeah. we didn't though. Like at the same time, I look back and like we were kind of like a little clique there, bro. Like we kind of had our own little thing going, and like obviously linked with all you guys at Mayfield because of it, and I linked with all like the South we were the kids because of kids it. In Northeast Ohio, well, we just got it, bro. And we were yeah, like, yeah. you know, I mean, we just, we just, they just, they taught me, bro. Like yeah. it's too Tommy, bro. And I was, I just. Started yeah. listening to Anana tape this past week. Ah. Vic, Ma- Vic Mensa. Hey, yeah, yeah. hey, audience, if you have not audience. heard Anana tape by Vic Mensa, bro, like, Vic Mensa is kind of a fucking wash up artist now, but bro, like, go I back, listen to Anana tape, uh, listen to, uh, like fuck. Like, hip to him when he hopped the fence at Lollapalooza and got electrocuted. Yeah, yeah. So bro, bro, bro. Like, Vic, Vic Mensa is like, I mean, people don't, he's so slept on as an artist, bro. He's so slept on, he's very talented. Um, Isn't he signed to, uh, Rock Nation. Yeah, you sound crazy. Time is money. Holy, holy, and Orange Soda. Orange Soda is a banger. It's a classic. Bro, bro, bro. All three of those tracks, bro. Like, seriously, I, I went back and listened to that shit, and I was like, holy shit, bro. Like, this is like, it yeah. kind of brought me where I'm but, at. Yeah, shout out to Tommy Nuke, man. A- anybody who listening who is uh, closely affiliated with Tommy Nuke. Someone hit up Tommy him- Nuke and tell him to get back in the fucking music, bro. Man, I'm tell him to hit up Queasy Wonder because I'm, fu- I'm a fan. And I've been saying this shit. And I'm trying to get a touch with bro. But, you know what I mean? I would love to be the one to get him back into the studio. Nah, man. Like, this this dude really did. Like, bro, I went and visited him out in Denver. Yeah. A few years ago, bro. And, like, yeah, that, yeah, that, dude, that. that dude is truly, back, like, you know, that dude is truly, like, house. one of my, like, we don't talk that much these days, but like he's truly like one of the main reasons that I, I'm at this place in my life with music because right. like that dude inspired the fuck out of me, bro. Like shout out, shout out to we used to, to we used to man. chill in his room, bro. And we used to smoke blunts out the window and just fucking kick it. And he would show me new music and Nuke. man, like that dude inspired the absolute fuck out of me, man. Like shout out that dude, seriously, man. Like Dominic, start making music again, bro. I love your ass. All right, man. So let's get off of music. Hey, what you want to um, take Keegan on to next, man? I think it's time for our first segment. I think it's time for our first segment. Ah, oh, shit. Keegan, Keegan be acting like he listens to the podcast, but he don't know what's coming. But oh, our first our first segment that we do every every episode the is the most important hot take. The you most are, important hot take. I, we don't. I don't. Think, I think we got hot controversial. Take. But a hot take implies controversial. Yeah. You know okay, what I'm saying? It's like, so it's like an unpopular opinion that's personal to you, something that you feel like people don't talk about enough, but that you feel strongly about. It could deal with anything. It could be simple anything. as, I don't fuck with eggnog. It could be as simple as that, but. All right, I can't deal with it. I mean, if you, you really can, want me to. Yeah, man. I mean, give us what you got. Something spark the people's mind. Give us what you got, dog. All right, man. Oh, I got a lot of touch. All right. All right. Let's, uh, let's go into this. Let's yeah. go into this. Yeah, we're going to hear um, I think, um, whew, I don't even know how to get into this topic, but basically, uh, all right, I think the uh, relationship between males and females Ooh. has drastically changed in the last 10 years due to social media. Elaborate before we uh, dig into what's, this. What's okay, so, um, and like, listen, 
before I get into this, I want to I, I want to state that uh, you know I'm at heart like a feminist. I was raised by two females. Certified lover boy. And um, <laughs> you like that? I, I definitely, definitely yeah. though. I'm and, uh, you know, like I, I was raised by I was raised by two females, and like trust me, like I. Like those two females being your mom and your my mom, sister? my sister, yeah, okay. and my my dad's my life too. He he traveled my entire life though, but so like my mom, and my sister, are like the biggest parts of my life. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think that um, from like a relationship slash you know sexual say perspective, mm-hmm. Roma- let's say the, romantic, let's rom- say. okay, romantic is a better yeah, word. Okay. Rip on it. Um, Go ahead. I think that the relationship between males and females has shifted. Yeah, okay. in the social media area. So, yeah, from your perspective, like, where, where what is, is that now? shift? Yeah, yeah. What what was it? What um, I think that before social media existed, that males had almost the upper hand in a relationship, okay. whether it's casual, whether it's serious. Right. And in what way? In what way? Just like you know, from the male being more of a. The aggressor, and yeah, the aggressor, like that. the, the person the that advocate, like, you know, like and things like that, you know, approaches yeah, the situation. Right, right, you know, right, like right. we, almost the initiator, had, exactly, almost had that per se upper hand. Got you. And like I said, so and, and, and different everybody's situations their own, right? So it shifted from from that to now what fifty fifty females control it. What are you saying? I think with social media, I think um, girls absolutely have our our balls in their hands. Girls Absolutely. win the world, man. Beyonce said it. Which I'm not saying is a bad thing whatsoever. No, I think girls not. should. I think girls should. Absolutely not. And I agree. I, I for one, enjoy this. This is, The way I work in romantic situations is I prefer women who um, are, are strong people, independent people. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Who, right. have the, who have their own shit going, who really don't need me. But enjoy my time, my company. Sure, you know what I'm saying. So I like that the girls have the upper hand now, and now really I believe that they deserve it. You know what I'm saying? Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, so, so but going back to that with you, um, bringing that point up, how do you feel about it? The the how it is now. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't have any really. Feeling towards it, I'm trying to adapt to it like everybody else. Yeah, to okay. be honest with you, you know what I'm saying. How, like, your, uh, I'm not, I'm not an aggressor. Like I'm not the type of dude to, you know, slide think, in your DMs. Or I don't think, I don't think I am either. I, think, I don't know about Harry. I, I really never have been. He's a fucking freak. I, I mean, know. here's the thing though: it's like we were kind of raised in person, kind of person. Yeah, I mean, I, trust me, I do agree that you're better in person than online. Yeah, but I mean, it's just, you same. Suck. But here's the thing: is like, <laughs> bro, like me that pussy. All right. Um, <laughs> These these girls. He, here's a difference. Here's a difference between you know, you know, us and females these days. And I was having this conversation earlier with one of my coworkers. Wait on us. So, you know, we we post a thirst trap. Let's say we post a picture after the gym or whatnot. Oh, but real quick, have you ever posted a thirst trap, Harry? Fuck yeah, yeah. Has he? I mean, I don't really pay attention. I've probably done some stupid shit on Snapchat, but never Twitter or Instagram or Instagram. No, you I, you I, post thirst traps? Like, I'm, I'm not trying to, like, I guess my, I'm too, I don't like the fucking tool look, like, bro, like, fuck that, that's just You don't want to come off as a tool, you No, know? not at all. Right. But I don't think you necessarily come off as a tool, you know, like, By posting ca- a thirst captions trap. can be it, what are you really doing? Like, 
you can at this day and age, I think we all kind of know everybody's intention when they post something. So it's sure, like, you sure. know, you're just trying to pull some people with this. You know, like this was actually cool and a good time for exactly. This, this and this one, get, this one I'm specific. getting back to. Yeah, okay. So it's like, do I post those straps? I don't know. That's up to everybody else's discretion. You know, like, dude, I I go to the gym every single day. I go to the gym five days a week. I'm gonna post my progress. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's up to your discretion hey, whether you want to say it's a thirst trap or not. Ladies, a- aka Bay, you know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm gonna come with the thirst traps pretty soon. Yeah, hey, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, I've been in the gym. Just, I ain't like, been in the gym. Like, I mean, no matter where you stay, but like, 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 I'm getting back to though. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. as a dude, like, you're gonna post whatever you post. Hmm. You're not going to get that much feedback on it, no. okay? But like, the little feedback you get feels really good. Yeah. If you're a good-looking girl. It was funny. My little cousin was talking about the other day. He said it was a joke, but he's like, yo, like, men don't get complimented enough. Like, we're... We don't. But the little ones ones mean a lot, though. They mean a lot. Because we don't get them a lot. Erica brings this up, too. We're talking about girls with 20,000 followers. Like, they know they look good, but, like, they still are posting stuff. You know, a hundred comments to them is probably, like, equivalent to a dude getting two DMs, you look good or something. Right, right. Bro, like, trust me. Like, I've been with... You know, it's a few lust. not naming any names, but I've, I've been with some girls in my day, and some you know, looking girls, yeah, and like, dude, they <laughs> have they have a lot of followers, and dude, like, they post one little thing, and they were very, you know, transparent with me. Yeah. They're like, hey, I just got DM by fucking fifty thousand guys. When I'm being, Man. I'm over exaggerating, but like, you know, like they've gotten reached out to by multiple different people. Okay, and that's what I'm saying is like yes. how the how the energy has shifted is like. Okay, before this whole thing existed, it was like all face to face type shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, bro, if you're the alpha in the room, you're gonna be alpha in the room, and right. you're gonna get all that attention, and you're gonna right. get that validation. Now it's like, bro, if you are a somewhat good looking girl, and you post that shit, you post a little selfie you up to the gym, or post a little bikini pic. You got all the validation in the entire world. Exactly. And even these dudes that are the best looking dudes in the city, best looking dudes in the fucking area, they're not getting half of what you're getting. For the ugly dudes, it sure is helpful to be hilarious. (laughs) I mean, look at us. (laughs) You guys are doing great. But like, at the end of the time, I'm doing great. Nah, but like, seriously though, it's a crazy shift, I think. And I think it's really has like affected how we look at relationships as dudes sure. and i think it's been a major strike to our like masculinity per se like you think so you could be like i think i think what makes us work way harder which is a good thing the girls but, the, the girls deserve us to be working harder you know 100 percent. but i think it's also much easier for a girl to We're queens like i think you hear me ladies <laughs> i think it's so easy for a girl to have one minor you know, inconvenience in a relationship and then go post where they want to and get validation for that and feel very comfortable uh, after it. Do you right, like right. this world that we live in because of social media? I think I think it's a setback. I also think it's very progressive because I think that women should have originally been getting the validation that they deserve and Absolutely. been getting the, you know, like the respect that they deserve. But I also think it is, it's a, it's a power struggle type thing, bro. Because, like, bro, if you are a hot girl, dude, yeah. you can get all the shit you need. But, like, do you deserve it, though? Yeah, yeah. Um, let me take it back to – so, you – all right. So, let's let's talk about you and how you would uh, 
uh, act in a relationship. Oh shit! When <laughs> when you have a when you're with a girl and she's letting you know that she's getting all of this uh, validation, all of this attention in her DMs and shit like that. How do you um, how do you handle that being her significant other? I mean, I guess it completely depends on like what she's using it for. You know what I'm saying? Like, Wait, but but she let you know, like, yo, you know, look at you know, I'm getting all these DMs, like, you know. How do, how do you, how do you respond to that? I mean, here's the thing. Are you like, yo, shut yeah, shut that down, like block all? No, no, no. I'm never gonna be that dude. Like, yeah. I'm never gonna be that dude because like I'm also completely understanding of the. Because you got girls in your DMs too. Yeah. Yes and no. <laughs> I mean, yes and no. <laughs> but like, I mean, not as many as them. But like, right, right. That was your point. Either way, like, I'm gonna respect that. Like. I completely understand, like, dude, like, I know what I'm getting myself into before I get into it. Like, I'm not going to dive in face first. Without knowing where you're getting into If I have these insecurities in you're, the back of my head, you know, you know what I'm saying? You're way out the risk reward type of dude, right? What's up? You you way out the risk reward, like, fuck, if I fall head over heels, I'm going to get fucked up. Or I feel like that's what you do. I mean, shit, it's, I, it's I, very I easy like, to. I think it's very know, easy to. I've also never been the type to want to get in a relationship because I see, like, all my homies get into them and it's... No, shout out Naki. I'm really happy he's engaged. I, at least Please like, stop saying that. Wait, Naki's no, that, in- hope that, no, that, 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 that Hold on, hold on. Shout out Naki. Congrats. What the fuck? Yeah, but yeah, that really yeah. like... What? I was like, hey, all right. I'm the best man. I was like, all right. like that. Holy shit. You know, that yeah, gives me hope with me. love in the future. Like, that shit's dope. But <laughs> yeah. I've seen so many of our friends get into... I don't, I don't want to say fucked up relationships, but like shit that's like, yo, this shit's going to last. And then, you know, a heartbeat, they're moved but on. And I'm I like, yo, what the fuck? I feel like you have this... You have this skewed view that... um relationships are just meant to fail to a degree yeah I wish I'm, you didn't I'm, have I'm a big like 100% trust has got to be there like you me and my girls should have no problem handing over each other's phones they should like there should be nothing that I don't like that that's, that's, that's a very I think that's a very touchy subject I'm not too, gonna bro. look in the phone because I don't want to because I heard those girl chats will roast you go bro, through bro, the bro, girl bro. chats you see bro. I see here's the thing like, bro. he, he noted stuff. quick the other night like dude, yeah, dude coming, coming, coming from something that like bro that shit's such a touchy subject bro because you don't know where the like if, if that's the case you don't know where the line is bro let me ask this is jealousy inevitable in a relationship um at this day and Even age, if you say you're not the jealous type. Is jealousy? Here's the thing: I think you have to come to terms with things, and you have to agree to things right off the bat before you get serious with some yeah. girl. And that's I, it's a point. Like, it's something I have to is Huge, huge. Yeah. What it's makes what makes relationships serious? Um, I think Ooh, you guys are both on the same page and like both willing to sacrifice. I mean, like the whatever you, you have guys, to to merge you, your lives together to make each other happy, okay. bro. And like you, know you guys both have to be able to want to take sacrifices for each other. Yeah, and be willing to like be like, okay, like <clears throat> we make each other happy. I don't need this validation anymore. We have each other, right? So that we can make it exclusive. Because I don't need this validation from these other people. I need right. it from you. you know? Right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Absolutely. And I think that's where it, what it comes down to at the end of the day. I mean, it's so complicated these days, bro. Like, with all the fucking temptations that are out there. Yeah. And I think you just both have to come to terms and be on the same page about shit. Which is the hardest thing to fucking do, bro. Yeah. No matter what age you're at, we're all exposed to this shit. And we all have these temptations on our minds. But Keegan, bro, like, are, are you uh, currently single? Yeah, yeah. Are you are you looking? I wouldn't say I'm looking, bro. I'm, I would not say I'm looking. I would you just say, you like... You let it come to you and just kind of see what falls in Yeah, man. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to force shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think it's a time to force shit. Like, yeah. like I said before, like, I'm not going to be the dude to fucking slot in your DMs 
or like do this or do that like if it happens naturally sick but like i'm not gonna force anything on just because i'm like oh i I think you're attractive so i'm gonna give it a shot like nah like it it needs to be mutual like and like i said bro like i'm not gonna like i'm not if this girl posts you know, a very attractive fucking selfie on social media. Like, I'm not going to be the type of dude to, like, give her the validation that she's looking for. <laughs> like, listen, I'm not going to be the dude that gives her the validation she's looking for. Because, like, I hate to say it. Like, I'm not saying all girls are doing that. I'm right, not right, saying right. that at all. Like, some girls have the girls brand you don't deal. Do, I'm man. saying some girls have brand deals. Some girls do this shit to make money. Right, right. Which well, I we, fucking respect. We had a conversation last week about that. Yeah. But, like, I'm, I'm not going to be the dude that slides up on your bikini pic because... I think you're hot as shit. Like, in the back of my head, like I think you're hot as shit, and I, <laughs> I'm I, I don't I don't need you to be I don't need to be another fucking sheep. Yeah, right, right. I and understand. just give you that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Hundred percent. I don't know about all the creative DM slides I've ever seen. I'm like, yo, like if I ever get one that just fucking works, like that shit wouldn't. The fuck it. Well, I listen, mean, bro, you're gonna see that shit all over social media. It's all another fucking branding tool. I'm bro. only I'm only shooting. I'm, I don't shoot in the DMs. I really don't think like like Harry said earlier. Like I'm I'm an experienced. Uh, I'm a type of person that you experience in person. You know what I mean? I Absolutely. Get the, I get the also, best. It's it's all. I don't mean to interrupt, but it's also yeah. like if you meet somebody at a concert, they're very interested in like the artist. Like you two already got something similar right there. But You're right. Girl You're just has off of that. girl just has a hot bikini pic. You slide up. It's like. We could be, you know, opposites attract, but you could be you in could some be shit somebody, I fucking I, despise. You yeah. could have views I fucking cannot agree with. She could be a, a Palestinian. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus no, Christ. My bad, my bad. <laughs> um, oh, my God. All right, let's, let's uh, keep moving. Uh, let's, go to the, let's go to the next segment. Yo, wait, how, how would your parents feel if you married yeah. a white girl? Out of curiosity, you ever had that discussion? Um, I think that my my parents are so fucking cool. Shout out to, shout out to my mom and my dad. I, my mom listens to every shout episode. Shout out to Audrey. I love that. Um, my dad, my is a little late um listening getting caught up on the podcast but my mom listens to every episode so when she hears this i'm sure she'll smile and give me a hug when i walk in the house next time but um you're famous katie you did it <laughs> well my parents are very supportive of me and i don't i think that if no matter what color or you know creed or anything of somebody i brought home and told them that you know i was interested in and would introduce them as my significant other they would be very uh supportive of that and would i mean by all means would want to get to know them as much as i do and things like that so yeah. i don't think it matters at all and plus they get it i mean they fucking put me in white schools like what the fuck <laughs> you know what i'm saying like you know what i'm saying and i've i've, I've uh talked I, I mean i'm be- me and my mom are very close my dad too we're very close but um i talk to my mom as much as i can and i mean i, sh- I don't hold anything back me being grown you know I let it all rip. So she knows, she knows the girls that I'm feeling right now. She knows, you know, what I'm, you know, where my head's at and shit like that. She has no problem with that shit. So absolutely, bro. That's yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I'm blessed in that in that aspect. I mean, like, shout out everybody in a relationship that's our age right now, man. Because it's shout fucking it's hard. hard, dude. It's hard, it's, 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 ho- it's so hard. And like, if you're finding a way to make it work and like come to terms with all the temptations we have out here, man, like. Yeah, more props to you, you guys, man. You guys are doing it. It's it's really crazy. fucking hard. It's it really fucking hard. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, let's keep moving on. Our next segment. Our, wait, wait, you said you might have another. Do you have just any other thing you want to hit the fucking head of the nail on? 
Yeah, like, any, any, anything, last hot take before we go on to the next segment. Next yeah. hot take, Is there something man. you got to get off your chest? You had to make a tweet right now. A lot of people are going to be like, <laughs> comment on it. They're going to be like, oh, I don't know, man. Like, give me give me something. You're going to have a thread underneath you. Like, Unless yo. you want to move on, we can move on. But if you got something that's like, fuck, I, this just needs to be said. I don't really, I don't really have anything else, bro, other than just, King is cool as, as the fucking other side of the pillow, man. I don't, I don't really know, man. Like, I think if you're fucking following your passion and doing your thing, I don't, I don't really know. Like, just... Do your fucking thing. Well, so that leads us. That actually leads us into our next segment, our our Yo, final segment on the We Import podcast. You want to right now? Yeah, can we pause it? Yeah, you're good. You're good. Can we? King's got to pee. I'm not gonna stop it. <laughs> it's my podcast. You continue going. Yeah, we'll, me and Harry uh, are gonna talk for a little bit. All right, what are you been up to, man? <laughs> I hate him so much. Actually, I think it's cool because I, I think we should have an uh, episode that comes up when we, we get it's back to this. 25 or something? We talked about yeah, we go, yeah, like 25. That'd be cool. Because uh, I think we got you, you got one more lined up and then I think I, I think I have one too. So all right. That, Cut yeah. it right after this. Who's been the worst guest? No, no. We're not, I'm not cutting it at all, but no, we're not saying that right here. <laughs> but no, for sure. You know who it is. <laughs> but no. Uh, here, you put I, salt in my water? Shut up, dude. Since since it's just me and you while Key is peeing, um, what should I ask you? How do you how do you feel? Since we're talking about relationships and shit, like where are you at relationships? I don't know. I compare a lot of relationships to it. Where are you at relationships? Is it? Do you have a budding one? Do you have something um coming up? You talking to anybody? No, I'm open, bro. I don't really look at that shit. I know like, you're. I'm, always, I'm more you're, focused on what you're always talking to somebody though. I mean, I always got something going on, but it's never serious for me. Like I'm more focused. Like I do. I can't love a woman until I fully have learned to love myself. And that's completely how I am on it. And I understand that girls I can help. That. And girls can help you start to love the things you don't like about yourself. Or they can but help I, you But I'm also against changing yourself life. for somebody. Like, I yeah, get it. Absolutely. Like, you might talk about that seriousness in a relationship. Yeah. But it's like, if you gotta mold yourself to fit somebody else's image, like, I, I don't want that. How do you feel about... Okay, so, like, let's say you get into... Um, you, you start to get serious with a girl. How do you feel about... How would you feel if, like, we didn't get along? Like, me and your girlfriend didn't See, you know, that's where it gets me fucked up. That's you know another thing. Girls got to say, me or your we, buddies. And it's like, yo, like. Definitely me. Like, at the end of the day, my homies will always be there for me because. I mean, I've been here for you through no matter all of how, your crazy No matter bullshit. how much we hate each other at times, like, loyalty is always going to be there. Yeah. But love can make you turn on somebody quick, man. You can stab somebody in the back. No fucking problem. If you ever pick the bitch over me. I mean, I'll kill Chuck. You know, but like that makes me miss people like too, like Mar. Like I miss, I, I miss Mario, man. It's like oh, yeah. I got nothing against that relationship. I think it's you know I'm just happy Mario's happy, but it's like yeah, yeah man. Like you, I, like I lost a, we lost a buddy. Yeah, no, I get it. All right, back to King. King I'd rather is, take King. loyalty over trust because trust. Yeah. I mean, because love really don't mean shit. You lying? You're savage, baby. How do you? Hey, my homie, Yo, that, got- that new bidet that works great, doesn't it? You have a bidet. Oh, you're fucking talking <laughs> shit. I'm dead. Um, actually, I have a, a, a friend. Of, a friend of mine. <laughs> she's a girl. She's a friend of mine though. She's starting What's a up? book. Um, Sharper. You don't have to say her name, but um, it's gonna be a good book though. No, yeah, it will be. But uh, she's starting a book where she is interviewing people about love and like the, their meaning of love and like their first um yeah. experiences with uh like where they where they recognized earlier. Er, at the earliest point in their life where they recognized that they were receiving love, giving love, things like that. So, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, but you're just saying, like, love don't mean shit. Uh, she's I mean, it obviously it. does, man. It obviously yeah, does. It means that's a lot, bro. Man. It means a everything. ton. And as I'm, as a, um, you know, I'm kind of helping her with it. I'm not, you know, it's, it's her thing, but I'm 
sort of an editor. And, sure. Uh, I mean, I'm just so I've been so awestruck with some of the some of the things that people people have uh, uh, been giving her and shit and uh, materials she's been able to work with. I think it's really amazing, even for us to be in this this day and age in this like you know hookup culture and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody has such a deep understanding or a deep meaning for their own self of maybe what opinion love might be. yeah opinion of what love might be and i think it's just beautiful man yeah but um all right let's keep moving though um our next segment our final segment on that we important podcast that we do every every episode is most the most important words of advice or words, words to, to live by um from our guests so if you could just leave the audience with the most important words to live by, either some advice that you've gotten from an OG, I like to say somebody if, that you look up to. somebody opened a Keegan Fortune cookie. Yeah, somebody opened a Keegan Fortune cookie. What would it say? Man. How could you inspire our audience to, you know, be successful, man? Man, keep a chip in your shoulder and stay humble, bro. Like, stay inspired, but also, like, stay below the radar. Like, I, I, I don't know how I'll say it other than that. It's just, like, like if, if you're inspired by something pursue it like if you're somebody young tuning in and you're inspired by something like chase after that shit but stop. once you get a little bit of attention don't brag about it bro like don't brag about it. be happy for be, it be like like be obviously humble. like keep that whatever's inspiring you like take that motivation and take it with you and keep that chip in your shoulder but don't be going around flexing about it, bro. Like, in, until you, you know you made it, until you've gotten to the certain point. Like I said, I have not reached that point. I have not reached a point where I want to be in my career. Right. So Maybe I'm going to keep that shit on my shoulder. I'm going to I'm gonna stay quiet. I'm going to keep it under. I'm going to keep my shit under my sleeve. Mm. I'm going to stay quiet about it. Yeah. But I'm also in my own head going to take pride for what I have. Absolutely. And be your biggest critic. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know we we covered it a few times, bro. Like keep your team on your side. Keep the people that are boosting you up around. Don't don't leave them in the dust, man. Fuck like with the people that fuck with you, man. Bring them with you. Like if you find some success, like those people who don't helped you, about those people that helped you reach success. Yeah, bring them with you. Don't forget. Don't, don't flex forget it. about Madame Zeroni. Don't 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 <laughs> let it don't holes. let it get to your head, bro. Don't let your head your head get too big, cause yeah. man, it's so easy to. And I get it. Like I've I've found points. In my very early career where I'm like, holy shit, I've done this, I've done I'm that, the I'm this shit. But I'm not, though. Right. I ain't shit. There's so much money. I ain't do. shit, bro. There's so much money. And, and, like, you ain't shit until you're the shit. Exactly. And mm. even the people that are, like, bro, like, look at it from your, the people you look up to. Look at it from your fucking Drakes, your young thugs, your people that are at the top. Guess what? They want Dave more. They're, anybody. Mm. any Your fucking favorite actors, your favorite musicians. Anybody, if you're producers, anybody, politics, guess what? These motherfuckers are still craving more. Take that for example, bro. Like, no matter where you reach in your career, whether you're at the bottom, whether you're at the middle, or you're at the top, take that shit and let it keep motivating you and stay humble. Like, trust me, there's a lot of examples of people that use their pride as marketing. Guess what? A lot of you motherfuckers listening aren't at that point yet. Yeah. Don't don't fucking let that shit take you too far, bro. Like, stay humble, keep a chip in your shoulder, and keep working with the people who have been with you since day one, bro. Like, it's gonna take you so much further. 
It got to take you so much further. And we've seen it, bro. We've seen it firsthand. Man, we've seen it. And, and we doing it firsthand. So, you know what I mean? Take it from us. Yes. We, and we'll, we'll admit time and time again that we're on the chase. That's what this whole podcast is about. Like, you you get to see firsthand. We come in here weekly. Um, You know what I mean? You'll, you'll hear our guests talk about, you'll hear Harry talk about how I'm on the chase. I'm, I'm chasing this grind. I'm, you know, I'm in, in, in the running to be something, you know, in this music industry. I'm on my way though. I haven't made it yet. You know what I'm saying? Harry hasn't made it yet. You know what I mean? We here doing the podcast to inspire the people that are up and coming just like us. You know what I'm saying? And we bring on people just like Keegan who can tell you firsthand. You know what I mean? That this shit is a process and this shit don't happen overnight and that It's not going to, bro. Trust the process. I mean that's the other thing I was gonna say too. Like on top of that is like keep a chip in your shoulder and stay humble, but also trust the fucking process, bro. Like don't give up, man. Like if 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 you see something in this shit, like guess what? It might redevelop into something completely else, but like Exactly. If this is something you wanna do, whether it you're in music, whether you're in sales whether you're in it no matter what you're in bro like if you see a future in it trust the fucking process keep it shipping your shoulder stay humble bro because it will happen it will happen bro like i've seen a lot of for example in music i've seen a lot of artists that are super passionate about music and make music and shit they take their talent and they're like then become the realization okay like i might not be the next fucking mgk or i might not be the next this or that, but I'm going to pursue this because it's what I fucking love to do. Right. And I'm going to find a way to make it in the industry, whether it's as somebody who's a mixer or whether it's a producer or, or whether it's somebody who's or anything. somebody in charge of anything, bro. Like, exactly. just find a way to make it work. Find a way to make yourself fucking happy, dude. Like, it's what you love to do. Fucking Yo, do fucking it. fucking heard it here from the boy, Keegan Lax, my brother- my homie, got to thank him again for everything that he's done for me and, you know, up until this point and what we got working on, what we got on the table in the future. Coming soon. Coming soon. We can't talk about it yet, but it's in the works. You know what I'm saying? Harry, what you got to say before we get the fuck up out of here? You know what it is. Close by. Go ahead. Give me a quote, baby. Your most noble wishes and your most disgraceful Wait, 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 wait. Say it again. Say it again. I'm going to say no, it again. Slowly though, like your most noble wishes and your most disgraceful desires hold the same meaning. Say it again. Like say it that. again for the people in the your back. Your most noble wishes and your most disgraceful desires hold the same meaning. Preach. Love that shit, man. You heard that shit. All right, Keegan. Hey, man. I'll close it out, man. Hey, out hey, hey, good to be here. Hey, we important. Good to have you, Keep man. it trending, man. powerful word to close? Give us a- Anything. Erica's Anything last you want to come. You know, we come crazy. We come I'm crazy. A, let it rip. Go ahead. Come on. Go ahead. You know what it is. I'm a, it's I'm the We Important one Podcast. One word, one word, one King word. here. And Terry Foyer here. Yep. Y'all know what it is. Cream. It's your boy Q. Yo, Keegan, what you got to say? One word. Man? Go now. Where you got to go? One word. So let it rip. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>